0: The following talk was given at the Insight Meditation Center in Redwood City, California. Please visit our website at audiodharma.org.
1: Here we go.
0: Great. Okay. So, hello, hello, hello everyone. It's lovely to be with you. Lovely to see you. And um and I really enjoyed our hello saying at the beginning. Um, with the different geographical locations and with relation to one another. That was, that was fun. And, and, and I truly feel that when we do that, when we say hello and just share our voices, our goodwill, our metta, it, it brings me more present, a sense of community, a sense of shared community, that here we are from different places in the world. We're coming together, to do this cultivation of kindness, goodness, practice together. And it's in this light, in this spirit, that for today's practice, I would like to offer um, really two practices that are related together. And the first one is as we come together, as all of us come together from different places in the world, as you creatively mentioned, shared them at the beginning, um, coming together to hold sacred space together, to hold sacred space together. It's quite a doing for, it's, um, you know, it's lovely that we, especially because we're not in the same room, but we can hold global space sacred space together across the ocean many oceans and to hold this sacred space for for both grief for sadness for whatever might be arising right now for each of us individually and also for us collectively with what is happening in the world geopolitically, and I know that there is, for many people, there is grief, sadness, anger arising, and um, and to hold the space of, it just a simple sacred space to hold it all, not turning our hearts away, but when we hold it together, it. It becomes lighter to hold. Not that the situation is light at all. It's it's egregious. It's grievous, and it's getting worse. Um, the humanitarian crisis worsening, and and to meet it in our hearts with this with stability of care and compassion. And I know that for me, as I've been listening to the news, I've. Been finding myself crying. Um, there are human beings who are suffering, regardless of their belief and religions and and background. Um, and maybe also personally, I I share with you that, you know, I've identified myself jokingly with friends as a Mu Jubu. You might have heard of a Jubu, people who are who've been Jewish and, and practice Buddhism. And I've also been raised Muslim. I went to a um, Jewish grade school for five years in in back in iran and and, um, um, and now I'm a Buddhist teacher, so there is this sense of um, really so many people I know and care about being being affected, and so many people I don't know. Uh, being being impacted and maybe I'll share one one other thing which is um today I was listening to a, a rabbi and an imam on the radio on NPR and they were talking about um how they're supporting how they're supporting uh, various you know various practitioners and and um the rabbi said something very profound that the imam loved and and re echoed at the end, which was that there is not a dividing line. There's not so much of a dividing line between different p- people of different religion uh, in this scenario. What's happening in the world, but it's really a dividing line between people who believe that violence is the only solution, and people who do not believe violence is the only solution. And that is so profound. So let us count ourselves, count ourselves, add our name as signatories to not believing that the violence is the only solution to the world's problems, but actually compassion, understanding, dialogue, and care. And let us be a part of um at least as we engage with our own heart and practice and the way that our actions in the world rev- reverberate, um, to be voices for for love, for care, for compassion, for dialogue, for understanding, and not for hatred and violence. So So with that. I'd like to share a practice of, um, of both settling into a sacred space and then opening our hearts for holding whatever is arising with compassion for ourselves and, and other beings in this world who are just like us. They're not different from us at all and just caught in this tangled mess because of where they're, they're born. So, so let us arrive. Let us arrive
1: in our bodies.
0: ah, And in this moment, feeling our feet on the earth. On this earth that
1: houses so many of us.
0: is the only home to us, so many of us beings, humans,
1: non-humans, animals. Letting this body rest, letting our heart rest. Feeling a shared space of care, and wishes for peace that soothe, calm, and hold us as well as everyone else on this planet. A sacred space that holds, wishes, Peace can also hold sadness and grief if it's present, and letting our presence our bodies, our living, breathing bodies be a signatory to a prayer for peace in the world. And with each breath deepening our commitment To peace, to inner peace, first inner peace, so that we can enact outer peace. Letting the breath be supportive, grounding, grounding us to this present moment. Feeling both. Importance, the gravity of our practice in this moment. Come together in peace, in kindness. How important this is in our troubled world. How important just sitting in kindness. not adding fuel to the fire of hatred. How important this is in our world. And connecting, receiving each breath as an offering, as a gift, as a peace offering to this world. To yourself internally and externally, In each breath a peace offering. With every out-breath, with every out-breath, breathing out peace, goodwill, care, both onto yourself and onto others, internal, external. You're suffering in this moment, if your heart is breaking, it's heavy, let yourself receive the care, the compassion first. Establish a sense of stability. And if there is groundedness, let the care. Be outwards, touching those who are suffering in this moment, bringing them succor, bringing them ease. Maybe just a bit of lightness in a moment of darkness, a bit of uplift. spreading your wish of goodwill. And if it might be supportive adding the phrases of of compassion, may I, may you have ease in the midst of this sorrow, this pain, this suffering, may you be free from suffering. May you be safe as much as possible. Or simply, I care about your sorrow, your pain, what you're going through. And I wish you ease. If you wish, you can either stay with yourself, their suffering, their sorrow and pain. Or expand externally to those who are suffering in this moment, especially in the Middle East, the whole region. So much pain. So many humans. In sorrow, in danger, in grief right now. Regardless of the borders, nationalities, beliefs, they're human beings just like us. Just as I wish to be free from sorrow and suffering, I wish you ease. May you have ease. May you be free. From pain, from sorrow. And if at
0: any point your practice of compassion veers into empathic distress, make sure to bring
1: compassion home internally. Calming, soothing your own aching heart so that you can have stability
0: again and be available for others. through through the actions of your mind, your speech, the actions
1: of your body, thoughts, speech, and physical actions. Wishing ease and freedom from sorrow, suffering, pain. In charge.
0: Wishing ease, peace, and goodness to all those who are suffering in our world in this moment.
1: Wherever in the world they may be. Wishing well for all those who... wish for peace and wishing clarity of vision for those who think that hatred, violence is the solution to humanity's problems. May all beings everywhere including ourselves, be free from suffering, sorrow. May all beings everywhere be happy and have the causes for happiness. May all beings be free. Thanks for your practice, everyone.
0: I had this sense, I have this image of each of us praying or practicing with each breath for for compassion, for peace in the world. Each of us is holding this candle
1: together and may... May there be peace. May there be peace on earth. War is hell. War is hell. And saying this,
0: I, uh, I actually, when I was growing up in Iran, I lived through the bombing of Tehran in the Iran-Iraq war. And it was nothing like what we hear on the radio right now. And uh, just remember how painful and difficult and uncertain
1: it was. So,
0: may there be ease and peace for those who are in grave danger and suffering in our world, extending our hearts to them. Practicing compassion, one breath at a time, one breath at a time. And of course, it's so important not to lose our own stability with the practice of compassion, because the pain of the world sometimes can feel so overwhelming that it can feel easy to veer into empathic distress, and that's not helpful. That doesn't help anyone. And that's not compassion. Empathic distress is is what when we're falling into the waves of the ocean with the people who are suffering, we're bobbing up and down with them without the ability to, to extend a holding hand. Compassion has more stability, has care, has love, and more stability. It's not overwhelmed. It feels the pain but holds the pain with equal amounts of care and love and compassion so that it doesn't become a practice in self-flagellation and just feeling pain over and over again so be very careful and and um and clear when you're practicing compassion if it veers into empathic distress it's it's wise to pull back and turn to compassion for yourself because you're the one in that moment who's suffering and have lost your balance, your morph. And the balance, again, really think of it, compassion is a balanced inaction of, of feeling another, person suffer, another person's sorrow and pain, could be your own, as well as care and love to hold it. If there's not enough love and it's just pain, that's not compassion. That's empathic distress. So be be clear and wise about um, how your practice shows up internally for you. And... Again, if it veers into empathic distress, it's not a sin, don't self-flagellate, it's just the practice has gotten out of balance, it's fine, no problem, it's time to, to bring more balance into it, turn, turn more into bringing more care, more love, and turning to yourself so that there is balance until you can t- turn outside again. Outward again, so
1: <laughs> so so. I'd like to invite us, if
0: you would, to uh, let this for us to carry this sacred space that we're holding together into the small groups, holding sacred space together. Small groups of roughly size three, and sharing if you wish. And you can also just hold space in silence. You can just be these candles that show up and hold space together for other human beings in the world. Maybe that's enough. Maybe you want to just show up in silence. That's perfectly fine. And if you want to say a few words, the invitation is just the self-exploration of how this practice um, was for you in this evening and there's no right or wrong answer. You can say I fell asleep. I was, I, I don't know what she's talking about. It doesn't matter. just an exploration. If you wish, you can say pass um, and just hold compassionate space. So, so I will create the small groups with the Invitation to take care of yourselves, take care of each other, each person just offering one nugget and leaving space for others. And let's go um, the order of um, reverse um, uh, birth date order. So, whoever, whoever was born closest to December 31st will speak first. So, at the beginning, you'll just have a little bit of exchange to share what your birth date, not birth year, but birth date is. And, and please turn on your cameras uh, when you go into groups, just to create the sense of um, safety for one another. And uh, take care of yourselves and take care of each other. Um, be kind, be compassionate, and be, 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 um, be a candle. Be a candle. How can you be a candle
1: of light, of peace? Okay, I'm opening the rooms now. Take care.
0: Okay, welcome back, everyone. All the rooms are, breakout rooms are closed. Everybody's back. And, um, Thank you for your practice tonight, and would love to hear from you. Any reflections, any comments, anything you discovered in the practice, especially if you haven't spoken in the uh, large group recently. Um, Also, in uh, the chat is uh, open now. If you like to share your reflections, if you just send them to me privately. I will not read your name, just your reflection. If you type it to everyone, I'll, uh, I'll read your name and the reflection as well. Any thoughts, any discoveries with this compassion practice,
1: this, uh, this moment in time? Maybe as I take
0: a moment, take a pause to see if you have any reflections you want to share. What I'll say about practicing compassion, especially when there are challenging events in the world, feels like the appropriate response, instead of getting entangled in in anger and blame and overwhelming grief. Um, Practicing compassion, practicing compassion, which then leads to actually actions of compassion instead of being devastated or angry and inflaming. Actually, it is the appropriate response, um, both for ourselves and for the world. Wholesome actions can come out of this instead of unwholesome actions, not just for our own sake, but for the sake of humanity, training our hearts, training ourselves, as we are one drop in this ocean
1: of humanity.
0: Yeah, thanks, Neil. Neil says, I try to remember the environmentalist statement of think globally, act locally. Yeah, the same is true for peace and kindness. Exactly. And in this practice tonight, we definitely thought globally and acting locally here, each one of us. Kevin, I see your
1: hand, please.
2: Um. Yeah, so last night I spoke with a friend who um, is Jewish and from Ukraine so has been, you know, profoundly infe- affected by both of the wars going on. Um, also had a, an extremely heavy meeting, a work meeting, uh, immediately before this sitting. Um, and so I just um, really, really appreciate this space and to be um, in community with others. Um, um, I think this uh, practice of compassion is so important, and to be able to, um, yeah, hold this sacred space for all of the suffering, and um, yeah, I just really want to express gratitude um, for the space and for everyone's practice, and that, um, yeah, so much appreciation for it. A lot of um, Goodwill towards everyone for that support. And um, yeah, thank gratitude for everyone's practice. Um, and just want to remind everyone that um, um, yeah, so much metta for all, uh, everyone. So thank you.
0: Thank you, Kevin. Thank you so much for your share. Yeah, and I saw lots of hearts showing up while you were speaking. Jennifer says, thank you, Nikki, for your compassion and wisdom. This was a powerful meta tonight. Thank you, Jennifer. And Nab says, Mr. Rogers advised children in times of distress and troubling news to focus on the helpers. He said, when I was a boy and I would see scary things in the news, my mother would say to me, look for the helpers. You will always find people who are helping. Indeed. Thank you, Nav. Thank you. And, Ellie. I see
1: your hand. Hi,
3: Nikki. Thank you you. for the teaching and bringing the the subject in the forefront. Uh, Yeah, it's it's, uh, hard, actually. I mean, I've been getting more of the, like the, uh, as you said, the uh, empathy, uh, distress more so. Uh, So, but takes a while to have the other, for me, uh, you know, to have the other part underneath it, the other part of the compassion to hold it both. And then as we know, I mean, Buddhism is full of the paradoxes, but just being so close, uh, you know, originally from that part, it's hard to, you know, keep both sides, hard to not to take sides or or whatnot. And especially when a million people being, you know, displaced tomorrow, have to move. So it's just, I know it's having to hold both sides is kind of difficult when, when you're uh, close and then, uh, yeah, that's what comes to mind.
0: Yeah. Thank you, Ali. Thank you. Yeah. It's paradox
3: of Buddhism. I was just going to ask you to maybe just like expand on that portion of it, just holding this and that and everything else. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Paradox. Well, I mean, we, live in paradox, this is, um, and it, that's, in some ways, it's a paradox, and in some ways, it's it's um, the truth of how things are, you know, th- many things can be, uh, many things that seemingly, for our limited cognition, seem at odds, they're actually quite uh, consistent with one another, grief, sadness, sorrow, Coexistent with kindness, love, and care, it's it seems like a paradox, and yet it isn't. At the same time, it's it's the natural response of the heart, and and um, you know it it's maybe what you sh- shared. Um, maybe I'll say a word about you know sometimes the mind wants to have. A binary or or the mind, you know, kind of sticks to, wants to have a binary, like it's either this or that. And and like a loving parent, say sweetheart, it doesn't have to be binary. It doesn't have to be so strictly one way or another. I you have much more capacity to hold multitudes, to hold multitudes, to to feel the pain of people who are being displaced. And the and feel the pain of the people who were surprised and and hurting. In fact, you can hold pain. There's just pain. There are human beings all around, and if you want to take sides, dear heart, advise your heart. Perhaps take the take sides with peace. Take sides with nonviolence take sides with compassion, take sides with humanity, take sides with human beings all around in that region, that complicated, complex region of the world that I'm from as well, that has just hurting so much, has been hurting for so long. Um, taking, and and also compassion isn't just um tender. It's both tender and it's also fierce. It's also protective. It's also loving. It's also gives. It's also shares of itself, but it's not, it doesn't include hatred. It doesn't have any hatred in it. It, it loves it. It sees the suffering and it sees the, the ignorance of the world. It sees the ignorance of, of human beings that, 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 keep
1: perpetrating
0: pain on each other and forgives loves do- doesn't condone but 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 loves as deeply and as as painful as it might be as it can feel to continue to love and see under the humanity that everybody's hurting everybody's hurting Hurt people, hurt
1: people. Anyway, thank you. Yeah.
0: So, my one minute left and I get this big question. Jerry says, are there relationships between compassion and justice and peace? Yes, absolutely. Um. How can I address this in 30 seconds?
1: Um, Yeah.
0: Maybe I'll say this. I trust you have heard of restorative justice. Restorative justice is justice that doesn't blame, shame, hate. Restorative justice that has compassion and wish for peace as as an integral part of it, and there so that 's what I would say in thirty seconds that 's how compassion and justice and peace coexist together, and there are a lot of resources on 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 what I just mentioned so I'll leave it at that, and maybe what i'll do very quickly is I will share I mentioned to you that I listened to this uh, nPR um a uh, report. Uh, and, uh, yeah, it was from NPR um, interviewing an Imam and and a Rabbi, and I just found it beautiful. So I put that in chat. And if you just Google NPR Imam and and uh, Rabbi, you'll you'll hear the little conversation they had today. So. Yeah, last words, Vicky. Seeing the Dalai Lama cry and then laugh joyously one minute later was informative years ago, to hold both. Yes, exactly, exactly. Yeah, holding also joy and sorrow. I think that those are other, and and holding pain and gladness, pain and joy, joy and sorrow. Holding these multitudes, our hearts are so vast. We have so much capacity. All right, dear ones. Over time. Thank you so much for this very rich practice, conversation, holding space together. I am moved to go now and light a candle, and I invite you to feel the same if you're moved to. Thank you all. May all beings be well. May all beings be free.
1: Take care. See you on Monday.